Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Making, <laughs> the Making Meaningful Income podcast. Sorry, I'm a little bit goofy today. Um, so it's Saturday in Michigan. I'm on August 26th. I've been doing a meditation challenge for the last 26 days and holy moly has my life changed. So if you aren't really sure like what you're feeling in your body, you're having trouble processing emotions, doing emotional work, understanding what you want, uh, meditation, meditation, the best thing ever. You can go and check out my YouTube series. Um, just search my name, Andrew Cipriano in YouTube. It's C-I-P-R-I-A-N-O. And you can go search it on YouTube and see the whole 30 days of my challenge, but it's been really good. And I've been getting so much clarity and emotional regulation. It's, out, it's outrageous. I, I've never, I can't believe it. So that's my recommendation for you. And today we're talking about what is life coaching, because I think that this is something that people are very confused about. And it, it still, to this day, it's like I have to explain it to different people in different ways. And I'm just going to try to explain it to you in a whole bunch of different ways today so you understand what it is. All right. So at its very core, life coaching is a psychological practice. So what that means is we're going to have to understand how the mind works psychologically so that you can change behaviors. So life coaching is going to help you to stop doing the things you don't want to do. So you have a lot of life coaches who help with overeating. I do vaping. Uh, you have like over drinking that isn't necessarily alcoholism. You help with things like overspending. Yeah, over porning, over sexing, any kind of overactivity that you want to stop doing. We help you stop doing it by understanding how your brain works and why you're doing it, getting to the source, the actual issue. And then we also help you to start taking actions you do want to take. So a lot of people have issues with procrastination, defining what they want, actually following through, motivation, going to the gym, um, loving themselves, setting boundaries, honoring boundaries, things like that. So that's the best way I can find out to describe life coaching is like we help you do things you want to do, help you stop doing things you don't want to do by learning how to love yourself and actually define what you want and take action. Another way I can describe it is that life coaching is helping you actually transform yourself into the person you've always wanted to become. And you might sound like that. You might be like, Andrew, that's kind of fluffy. What does that mean? And it means that we help you to understand why you're taking the actions you're taking and why you're not taking the ones you've said you've wanted to take for a really long time. Um, it's different than therapy. This isn't necessarily going to be a life coaching versus therapy episode, but I think it's important to understand because I get this all the time. Life coaching is not therapy. A lot of people think life coaching is therapy because it's a mental health practice, but it's not. Therapy is designed, it's a container to help you understand yourself similar to life coaching. It's a, it's a container to help you work through any clinical issues you might be having where life coaching doesn't typically do that unless you have a clinician who's also a life coach, which does exist, but it's rare. Um, in general therapy is going to spend more time focusing on the past and it's not going to give you as applicable tools and steps forward that life coaching does. Life coaching helps you in general transform yourself, whereas therapy in general helps you understand yourself. That's one of the best ways I can describe it. Now, keep in mind, there's a lot of gray zones between the two. So I say that kind of not tongue in cheek, but like understanding that it's hard to generalize with statements. But when it comes to understanding the differences, like pretty much, I think there's so many nuances between coaching and therapy that unless you've experienced therapy and coaching, it's kind of hard to understand the full picture of the differences. But life coaching is going to give you a very, very hands-on approach at actually becoming the person you want to become in the most, I would say, effective and quickest way possible. All right. So I made a um, list of the 21 problems that I help people solve, the most common ones that I see in my practice. 
And keep in mind, I'm a general life coach. So that means I pretty much coach everyone on everything. No matter what life coach you get, they're going to teach you basically the same tools. They're going to teach you how to regulate your emotions, how to be responsible for them, how to separate out the things that are factual from your life versus our interpretation about them. They're going to empower you. They're going to help you define what you want, set goals, actually achieve them, um, you know, modify behavior by getting to the root of the behavior. And we're going to help you always zoom out on the actual problem and stop seeing symptoms in your life, like overeating or overdrinking It's problems because those aren't problems. Those are symptoms. So I made a list. If you want to download this, you can go to my bio. It's a link that says the 21 problems I help people solve. And you can get this whole entire PDF. It's like five pages and it's really amazing. And it, it does a very good job describing what I do, but I'll just give you some basic examples. So one of the things I help people do and stop doing is people pleasing. And I think that coaching is a better container for this because I do something called causal coaching and I see people pleasing in a way that's completely different, I think, than most therapy does. But in general, people pleasing is something that we do because we're trying to either not be ourselves because vulnerability is uncomfortable. So it's us staying comfortable, even though it's not comfortable in the long run to people please. Or we're doing it to try to mitigate other people's emotions, which if you understand how your emotions work, you actually can't control other people's emotions. So people pleasing doesn't work so well. That's one of the big issues I do with uh, clients. I have clients signed specifically for people pleasing and we do whole 10 sessions on that. And like we can get really deep into it because that's a problem that's really affecting people's lives. And it takes some time to actually uncondition ourselves to stop doing that so we can be authentically ourselves. Um, the next one I help people with is any kind of overing activity, overeating, drinking, vaping, spending, um, porning. And keep in mind that this isn't clinical work. Just because you have an over issue doesn't mean that it's a clinical disorder. And I think that that's where I disagree strongly with a lot of the clinicians that I've talked to is like, no, overeating isn't a disorder. I don't believe in binge eating disorder. Hear me out. I don't believe that's a disorder. Um, I know that's clinical and that's like kind of a you know, uh, inflammatory opinion for a lot of people, but I don't believe that binge eating disorder is a real thing. Binge eating disorder is an effect of not regulating our emotions. And that is absolutely not a disorder. It's not your fault that you don't know how to regulate your emotions. You're not being taught how to regulate your emotions. And in addition, society puts things into really, really highly concentrated forms like cookies and cake that our brain goes wild for. So go figure people are binge eating things like that. We don't have emotional education paired with high dopamine response foods. No big deal there. No disorder. There's nothing wrong with you. That's not a clinical problem, in my opinion. That's just something that we need to figure out. So there is, there is an amount of eating or not eating, lack thereof, that is clinical. There is an amount of anxiety that's clinical. There is an amount of drinking and alcoholism that's clinical. But the work that life coaches do, and they should know the difference between clinical and non-clinical like I do, the work that we do isn't clinical work. And I will always fight tooth and nail um, in this industry to help people who have, have gone to therapy with issues and not gotten solved, I will tell them that this is a container to get that problem solved and the lens that you need is not a clinical one for things like that. All right, so that's the second thing. Number three is I help people that are feeling lost and stuck and how I help them practically is help them get into their body and feel their emotions because you're, again, not being taught this, but when you are constantly avoiding your emotions, you're also avoiding the direction they're aiming you at. So like if you have purpose and passion and you're kind of lost, like you don't know what you want, the reason is because you don't know how your body works and how to feel it. Your body's always guiding you forward, I promise you. That is a beautiful design that we all have inside of us. We just don't know how to use it because we're not being taught emotional tools. Uh, the next thing I help people with is when they hate something outside of themselves, like their job, their spouse, anything like that. And I help them take full responsibility for their thinking and their emotions. And I promise you, that's called emotional adulthood. By the time that you do that, if you quit your job or leave the marriage, it'll be coming from a completely different place and you will no longer be blaming that outside circumstance for why you're unhappy. Very important skill set. Um, another thing I help people with is going after their dreams, defining it, actually taking action, learning how to step into fear, not avoid it. Again, it's a lot of emotional work. Um, a lot of life coaching is emotional work. Loving yourself. I, th I have a two-step process. Love yourself. Step one is deciding what you want to believe about yourself that feels good. 
and stopping believing things that don't feel good. And then step two is to feel all the emotions in your body, the good and the bad and the ugly. So um, that's really important. Uh, number seven is emotions. are. So if you have emotional regulation issues, I actually believe that life coaching, depending on how severe they are, is a better container for that. If you have, again, if there's like a clinical amount of anxiety where you cannot function or get out of bed or you're non-functioning, I think therapy is a better container for that. But life coaching is better if you just have basic emotional problems that you just can't control. And because of that, you feel stressed and lost and stuck and you don't think it's clinical or you're overeating, things like that. Attachment issues and relationships, it depends on the the cause of it. Sometimes by our borderline po- Borderline personality disorder is the cause for that um, or trauma. So that is where I think therapy is more appropriate. But a lot of people are anxiously attached in relationships because they're expecting their partner to regulate their emotions for them. And I actually think that therapy exasperates this issue. I think that therapy tells a lot of people that their partner is responsible for their emotions, which is always going to lead for a horrible relationship and um, a lot of resentment. So I think that life coaching, when it comes to non-clinical emotions, is a much better container to learn how to deal with your emotions. All right, number nine is making and sticking with decisions. This is a big one. The hardest thing about making decisions is that then you have to stick to them and your brain doesn't want you to do that. Your brain hates uncertainty. So a lot of the coaching I do is helping you to be comfortable in the uncertainty that comes with um, making a decision and not having the immediate results from that decision. Um, being authentically yourself. This kind of goes with people pleasing, but yeah, I help people actually decide that, you know what, who they are is awesome and worthy and they can be whoever they want. And there's going to be people out there who like that and don't like that. So that's already happening. You might as well get to be authentic along the way. All right. Another thing I help with is boundaries and more so not, not even like setting them. Obviously I do that, but that's not the biggest part with boundaries. It's enforcing them that I really help people with setting boundaries is easy. Everyone can set a boundary. It's actually enforcing it. That's uncomfortable that that, that's where people have issues. And that goes hand in hand with people pleasing. Something else I help with is if therapy doesn't solve your problems. So like if you've tried therapy before for your problems and you didn't get them solved in the way you want, I promise you coaching will help you. I'm just going to say that extremely black and white. I promise you if you've tried therapy before and it has not helped you how you wanted, I promise you it's because therapy wasn't the proper container for the problems you had and coaching will help you. I'm not taking a dig at therapy, by the way. I'm not anti-therapy. I'm not anti-medication. I'm not anti-pharmaceuticals. I'm not anti-psychiatry. I am pro getting your problems fixed in the right container. And a lot of times people go to therapy for things that aren't necessarily the best fit for therapy, like all the things on this list. Another thing is guilt. I think that a lot of people feel guilt in in therapy. They don't actually teach you how to stop feeling it. They just let you feel it. They're like, yeah, it's okay. Why do you feel guilty? And in, in coaching, it's like, no, this is why you feel guilty and this is how you can stop. And this is the result if you'll stop feeling guilty and how much better your life will be. And here's why. So it's very much more practical. Like here is the re- reason. Here's a solution. Here's how you can practice it. Uh, anxiety. Yep. Things like that. It's not clinical, not clinical anxiety because that's just an emotion. Um, romantic relationship issues. I think coaching is often better because in therapy they try to bring in both people, which is never a good idea. Like if you want your relationship to be better, you do not need two people to be involved in therapy. You need one person. I promise you. And by the time that you do the work on yourself, if you're still not happy in that marriage, that's not the right marriage for you. Because if you have to change your partner to feel happy, then you need to leave. And it's not your partner's fault. All right. Overthinking. That's a good one too. It's never an overthinking issue. It's an under managing your mind issue. Uh, grieving for what feels like an abnormally amount of t- long amount of time. Yeah. If you've been grieving over something for a long time and it's the exact same amount of grief as when the thing first happened, that is no longer a clinical issue. I believe that is a thought error issue and coaching will absolutely help you with that. I had a woman once who had been grieving the loss of someone she loved for over 20 years within four sessions, her entire world had changed. Sorry about the noise. So grieving for an abnormally amount of time, long amount of time as a therapy or as a coaching issue. If you, it's fresh grief or trauma, go to therapy. That's better for therapy. Worthiness and procrastination. Those are also issues that I think coaching is better for because we're going to see procrastination as a symptom in coaching and in therapy, they'll probably see it as a problem, which isn't going to serve you. So, all right, that's pretty much the, the episode. Like this is what coaching is, what coaching is not. Let me do that really fast. Life coaching is not giving advice. 
It is not consulting. There are coaches out there who run businesses, life coaching businesses who do consulting as well with the program because of the nature of the program. So in general, life coaching is not going to do consulting or coaching, or I'm sorry, it's not going to do consulting or giving advice. Coaching should be a space where I, where the coach holds space for you, which means they're not giving their opinions. They're helping you to understand how your brain is working and why you're doing the things you want, are doing and why you're not doing the things you say you want to be doing. That's it. But with that in mind, because some coaches have specific practices helping people do specific things, when you add specific goals like starting a business into the life coaching container, sometimes the coaching can also kind of reflect consulting. Like if, if you do this, this is the result you're going to get. Here's how you're going to get help, right? Typically, we're not going to give advice, but because of the nature of the programs we offer, sometimes coaching kind of mixes with giving advice on what's best for the business. But keep in mind that a good life coach knows that I could never know what's best for somebody else. So we're going to keep that mindset when giving basic business advice or whatever, whatever kind of advice we're giving. It's like, if you do this, this is how it could work out. I don't know what's best for you. This is just an option, right? It's different than consulting where I'm telling you exactly what to do and why. So coaching is not doing those things. Coaching is not doing clinical work in general. There are, again, there are life coaches who are trained and certified and licensed to do clinical work. I am not one of them. I have a pretty extensive background of psych. I have the four-year psych degree. I've worked in the clinical world for a year and a half. I have been to therapy a bunch. And then I also have a bunch of therapy friends and I, I just have a pretty good idea of what's clinical and what's not. I'm very confident about that. Um, but a lot of life coaches you just want to be careful and make sure that they're not doing clinical work if they're not licensed to. So that's pretty much it. I don't know what else to add. This has been kind of a fast episode. I'm really in it today. <laughs> um, but I get a lot of questions I'm like, what is coaching? I don't understand what it is. And this is what it is. It's like, it's actually going to be the practical container to get you results right now. I'm not going to spend time looking at your past. I am going to spend time looking at your present thoughts about your past because that's affecting your current reality. But it doesn't matter where those thoughts came from, just that you're still thinking them. So that's all. Um, coaching is great. If you want this list, you can go to my bio and check it out. It's the 21 problems that life coaching solves and it's great. So I'll see you guys on the next episode. I guess this was, this was a fast one and a really potent one. What's up guys. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are ready to take all this information to the next level and apply it, I want to invite you to a one-on-one -on -one consult with me. where We can talk about putting a plan together to help you make meaningful income. Coaching is often the missing link that helps you go from dreaming to taking action. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.